What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Rocket Mortgage Classic 2021 from Detroit Golf Club. We are the Tour Junkies. This is the DraftKings preview show. We're going to make some picks. We're going to talk about the golf course. We're going to have a good time. Uh, me and Pat just got into a little bit of an argument right before the show. Pat is offended that I texted him that another friend of mine was a best friend a couple weeks ago, but I may have been drunk because he's not really my best friend. Um, Pat, I just found out his feelings were hurt for a couple days. And I don't know how the show's going to go now. I don't know. Pat, are you... I, I told you that it, it was a drunk text. I didn't mean it. He's not my best friend. Um, I'm, okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, I didn't... I, I kept it in for a few too many days. I should have let it out. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. I'm, I did it before the show, and that was the time I thought to do it right then. <laughs> Great time. I don't know why. Great timing. Uh, we are presented by our friends, our best... Our best... If you know, if we had a best friend that was a fantasy golf like data betting golf data company, our best friend would easily be fantasynational.com because you know they've been with us since the beginning. They've been a ride or die since the beginning, almost five years now. We've been dealing with Fantasy National, and they're the best. They are the best. So you know, if you had a friend like that, it would be Fantasy National. And if you go to fantasynational.com/tj. You even get an upgrade to the best friend because you get 20% off any subscription level that you choose weekly, monthly, or annual. Uh, so take advantage of that. Sign up now for the month. You get the next couple weeks. You get the Open Championship, the last major of the year. You get working into the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, it's a great site. If you're betting, if you're playing golf, if you're playing fantasy golf, if you're playing one and done, if you're in a league with your buddies, if you're doing that dumb game the PGA Tour used to do, I don't know if they still do it. It's terrible. But if you're doing that, um, anything involving the PJ Tour and fantasy golf or betting on golf, you need to join Fantasy National. Check it out. And uh, we appreciate those guys for being such good um, fantasy golf, you know, betting golf data, friends. best friends. Friend. Best yeah. friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, hey, listen, Nut Hut winner last week goes to Matt L. at EFOPS, who is the very first three-time winner of the Nut Hut listener league that's right three-time winner so he has a spot in the finals uh and he has 20 extra bonus points uh, 10 points for each additional win in the nut hut listener league uh finals coming up at the northern trust in a few weeks for a chance to win a trip of a lifetime to, to play golf with me and you in either augusta or savannah at our home course all expenses paid matt is crushing it so congrats to him that's awesome uh also Continuing to crush it is you. And, you know, I, I can't give you 100% credit for Harris English because on the DraftKings show, I brought him up first and I was all over him. Then you said, oh, you I can't believe you stole my Harris English play. I was kind of thinking I was, I was going to get that one by you, but I love Harris English, so you fully agreed. And then on the betting show, you went first in that range and you snatched him yeah. at 50 to 1 on the betting show. Uh, and you had the, the playoff from... The playoff that would never end, the most boring, just constant it really was pillow boring. fight of a playoff between English and uh, and Kramer Bigcock or whatever his name is. It was the longest freaking playoff. But English takes it down. Good to see a dog, uh, you know, a DGD take it down. And English two-time winner now this year. Who? I mean, God, it's just crazy. Next year when we look ahead at like the, the future season, you know, like when the Safeway gets going. And you make predictions. Can you imagine just having predicted Stuart Sink was going to win twice, Harrison was going to win twice, Phil's going to win a major? They'd lock you up. They would lock you up. 
Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, too, is, um, you know, I'm just coming out from uh, being up in Minneapolis at Hazeltine, where yeah. they had the Ryder Cup in 2016. And um, now we kind of start to think we're kind of hitting that home stretch for the Ryder Cup. And I think Harris English may have punched his ticket. I don't know. He's just outside. So. He's just outside that top six, because now this year, Stricker has, uh, they'll have the automatic six in, and then he has six picks. I think Harris English is now seven. So, you know, we're getting down there, you know, just a, just a couple more months to go. So uh, it'll be interesting to see as we finish out here who's going to make a little bit of a run. Yeah, and along with that, you've got the FedEx Cup playoffs. So you got people and the FedEx Cup standing. So if you're outside the top 125, um, you're needing to make sure you sneak in there over the next few weeks. So something to pay attention to when it comes to building lineups or making bets or whatever. A little extra motivation on tour, I think, in some of these events towards the end of the year goes a long Long way for some of these guys. Um, Pat, I mean, real quickly, how, how was Hazeltine? You, you played with Moose. You played with our boy Moose. Yeah. You guys yeah, had it a good was, time. It's, we had a great time. Hazeltine is a fantastic course. It is very difficult. Um, w- the most difficult for me was the rough. Not, not necessarily the rough that was off the fairways, but around the greens. I'm just not used to that. You know, with Bermuda, we talk about how sticky Bermuda can be, but you can kind of, you can kind of sweep it out of Bermuda. You can fluff it out of there and let the ball run. Not out of this stuff. I hit more chips that went one foot than I have it in as long as I can remember. Like maybe when I was a, a junior golfer trying to learn how to chip beside a green. I mean, it was very difficult. Uh, the greens were fast. Uh, it dumped rain on us the third day. That's the most rain I've ever played in in my life. Um, but we had a great time. Beautiful weather the first two days. Um, Moose was a fantastic host. Hazeltine is a great place for a member guest. Big member guest, man. 90 teams. Wow. 90 teams. So um, we finished about middle of the pack. Got up there the second day. Got ourselves in position. Got one of the later tee times on Sunday. And uh, that was a very difficult day. We got the bad weather draw, DB. Mm. Bad weather draw. That'll do it. And uh, Yeah, you're not very good on the last day of a member guest. You're especially, pretty, especially when you're on date. That was our seven. You know, we played, we played around Wednesday. Speaking of that round Wednesday practice round with, um, Chad Eckert, Josh Culp. People might know them from the fantasy industry. Chad does a fancy golf, a fantasy pod. golf pod. And, uh, Josh does some writing for, I think number ball, number fire. Josh is an OG too, man. Yeah. Sharp so guy. we had a good time. We had a good time played Wednesday. So we played 72 total holes between Moose and I. Damn. It was a lot of golf. That's a lot of golf for anybody. I don't, I don't care, even if you're like drinking as much the whole time as I am. It's a lot of golf. Yeah, it's a lot of golf, man. It'll take its toll on your body, for sure. Especially with a body like yours. It'll definitely take its toll. I did, uh, yeah, you boys look like you had a good time. That was great. Good to see. Um, I played golf yesterday with a Corn Ferry Tour player, Matt Atkins, who is top 30 on the Corn Ferry Tour in driving distance. Uh, an Augusta State golf golfer, uh, Dawson Booth. And then I just wanted to go just hang myself. So that's what I got to do when I played golf. It was a good time. I tell you who doesn't want to do that. And that's a couple of big hits in the nut hut, by the way. I meant to talk about that. Our boy Bryce Moore, who's in the chat, Bryce Moore, uh, won like 15K. The guy is always winning on, on DraftKings. Like, and then somebody else, I don't know who it is. It was like, I remember the username, but he won like 25K in the, in the uh, he was in the nut hut. So a lot of big nut hut wins last week. I guess people taking some of that Harris English advice uh, or whatever. I mean, 
listen, that's the, the big advantage to the nut hut. It's like some, it, there's not, there's plenty of sharp people in there. You know, we're not the sharpest. That's for sure. You probably figure that out by now, but we're not the sharpest. Um, speaking of the nut hut as well, next week, new segment. And I'm really excited about this segment, Pat. It may not be a weekly segment, but it's going to be a frequent segment. We're going to start doing a, a game here on the Tour Junkies podcast. You're going to want to be watching. I think it'll be better watching. But So for you YouTube viewers, this is going to get better. Uh, we're going to pick a lucky Nut Hut member who is watching live while we record the show every Monday night or almost every Monday night. And we're going to bring you in to the show on camera and we're going to do a game called nut up or shut up it's going to be a fun game it's going to be a quick game it's going to be about golf we're going to ask you some questions you're going to get it right if you get it right you got some great prizes lined up next week i can tell you uh there's going to there there's going to be some uh, there's going to be a nice nice bottle of liquor coming your way if you get drawn and you ha- you happen to win the game our friends at wild leap brewing are going to send you a very nice bottle of vodka and maybe if you play your cards right maybe some beer and they got really good beer. Pat, it looks like that's what you're drinking right now, right? Yeah, I got the triple IPA tonight. First time I've had Ooh. this one. Yeah, I, I threatened to drink it last week, but I felt like after the week I had, triple, I, triple IPA was necessary. for. Yeah, yeah. yeah you probably didn't need to do that. Anyway, it's going to be fun. Nut up or shut up is going to be hilarious, I think. And um, we'll, we'll make it quick. We'll make it snappy. And we'll get the listeners involved. But you got to be a Nut Hut member. We're going to pull from Nut Hut members because you guys are the best. So. That's what we're going to do. So go to tourjunkies.com, click on Golby's Nut Huts, 10 bucks a month, $90 a year. Check it out. Uh, all right, Pat, let's get to it, man. We got Detroit mm-hmm. Golf Club. This, this is the third year, I guess. Third year we've seen this place. Um, it's shockingly not underwater, despite a lot of rain that's happened in, uh, in that area here lately. Saw a, a highway com- almost completely underwater. So you got Detroit Golf Club, Bryson DeChambeau, your defending champ, Nate Lashley was uh, won the inaugural event at uh, Detroit Golf Club. But tell us what else we need to know. Key stats, your thoughts, all that stuff. Yeah, so Detroit Golf Club is a par 72 playing 7,370 yards. We've got 156 players in the field this week. T65 and ties will make the cut. Pretty much have bent grass from tee to green. They do have a mix of POA in there. Uh, you've got four par fives this week. I think three are probably reachable. One is um, probably not reachable for most guys at 634 yards. But this is just a classic Donald Ross design, tree line, several dog legs out here. Uh, you know, that really just reward good positioning off the tee. The fairways are not that extreme. You know, you know it's, they're not that hard to hit. Um, but I still think this is a ball strikers course. I do think you got to hit these fairways, give yourself a, a great shot to have a good approach into these greens. Uh, the front nine is a little more closed, like tight than the back nine. It really opens up on the back nine. That's where guys like Bryson and whoever else can just bomb it away and really take advantage of this course on the back nine. I'm just going to be looking for guys that check the box and stroke skiing off the tee approach scoring they got to be scoring a ton this week par five scoring opportunities gained on fantasy national i mentioned ball striking looking at past champions that tells you enough on the scoring here bryson was at 23 under last year and then nate lashley at 26 under the year before that so gotta have birdies and bunches this week i think that's going to be key should be fun not a not a great field but it's not terrible um so we'll see. That is uh, that's that's your rundown, DB. 
Yeah, I was just checking the sports books right now. They have the over/under total winning score at minus twenty-three and a half. So twenty-three and a half under is where they're putting it. So yeah, like Pat mentioned, major scoring fest here, uh, which is going to produce a ton of variance, right? Like that's what we see in these birdie fests when you have events like this. A lot of these guys can get hot. Um, you know, it's it's complete opposite of a tough course like the U.S. Open, like the PGA at Kiowa, where the cream tends to rise to the top. The tougher it gets, the tougher conditions get. The better score that par becomes, uh, you tend to have the better players rise up. So go ahead and prepare yourself for some variance. Go ahead and prepare yourself to be a little shocked at who you see make the weekend, not make the weekend, finish up top in the top 10 or top 20. You know, it, it, it can be a lot of variability. And I think. You know, we've kind of seen that at a few events over the last few weeks. I feel like we've seen Oh, that. the one that shall not be named, The maybe? one that shall not be named is one. Yep. New right, golf. So prepare yourselves, like DB's saying. Yeah. Like, think about that event, okay? It started with Kong. started with Kong, yeah. and that's it. And it ended okay? with a giant. And, every, and everybody yeah. got just ticked off at the leaderboard, and everybody was just like, F this tournament and whatever else. You might have that this week. Okay? Yeah. Get your mindset right. Get your mindset okay. Which means you can approach it a couple different ways. I mean, you can can do this every week, but I think you can say, all right, you know what? I tend to not love those events, or I don't do well at those events, or I just want to stay away from those events. So you can limit your bankroll, limit your exposure a little bit, save it up. You got the Open Championship in just a couple weeks. You can use it for that. Or you could attack and say, you know what? I'm going to embrace the variance. I'm going to embrace the variability, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do my thing and go, go and play this thing, you know? I mean, it is very likely also that you see in an event like this a lot of the chalk absolutely bomb, okay? So it could happen. Nate Lashley won this thing as a Monday qualifier. He won it as a Monday qualifier. That just, I mean, him and Corey Connors, the last couple of guys I'm, I, I can think of to do that, it doesn't happen often. So, yeah, I mean, he was probably like, God, I don't even think you could bet him that week, actually. I don't remember. He had to have been like three or 400 to one. Oh, at least. Maybe more than that. At least, yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be some variability for sure. Um, but I kind of think, I'm not, getting a whole, I'm not getting too bogged down in the stats this week. I, I, think a, I think a lot of different players can win here. I do think it's your accuracy types that keep it in the fairway, hit a lot of greens. These are smaller greens than usual. Um, so I think, I think the guys that hit a lot of greens, can do it but Bryson also proved he could do it and Matt Wolf was up there too like those guys proved you can cut corners you can bomb it and hit it in the rough who cares I mean they proved you can do that too so but then again somebody like Bubba has missed the cut here two times in a row and this seems like a good course for him likes to work the ball both ways likes to cut it around corners do all kinds of crazy stuff miss the cut so yeah Yeah. you just never know yeah so I, I just think it's wide open Go ahead and embrace that. Know that. Um, obviously, approach play is, is always number one to me. So, you know, I'm, I'm still definitely looking at approach play. I'm looking at rolling reports on the strokes gain approach numbers that you can get on Fantasy National uh, to see how the trends are looking, to see who's, who's popping there. Um, and, and you got to, you know, putting is going to be important this week, although it's hard to predict. But these are bent grass, POA mix kind of greens that we've seen here lately, and we see it uh, in this area. Um, but you got to you got to get hot with the flat stick. I just want I want form. I want somebody who can come in here and score. I don't really care that much about the course history. It's okay, but I mean we played here twice last year. It was early out off the COVID restart. 
I'm not super wrapped up about, you know, did they both, did they miss both cuts or whatever? Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not crazy about looking at that this week. I just think be ready to embrace a lot of variance. That's the big deal. So I'm looking forward to it. Our boy, uh, Anthony AC in the chat confirmed he was not available to bet or play on DraftKings that, that week. I, and I remember that. I remember the guy, I remember Nate Lashley winning and you not having the winner in the, in the player pool for DraftKings after he Monday qualified. I mean, that's insane. I just, that's so wild. All right. Um, you know, Pat, I've been talking to folks, man, you know, and I, I think, I think you, you, you should have done this in Hazeltine, but I, I don't think you did. I think you told me you forgot it at the house. You forgot your good uh, multifunctional face serum from our friends at Caldera Lab. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been trying to tackle your wrinkles and your dry skin and, mm-hmm. you know, the sun and all that kind of stuff. You've been trying to do that and then you forgot it at the house. But, you know, in a couple weeks, if you would use it consistently, your skin would be smoother and firmer. That's for sure. And you need firm, you need something firm on you, you know. Is that stuff airport safe though? Because sometimes I leave things at home because I'm so scared about putting things in my bag that are not going to get me through the airport, which happened this past week. Anyway, that's another story for another day. Me and airports and traveling, it's like a, we could do a whole show on it. We could do a whole show on me traveling. DB knows. I mean, Mayo does his cuss corner stuff. I'm telling you, Pat traveling is, is the best. Um, the good multifunctional face serum is fantastic. They did a clinical trial on it that proves it'll work on all skin types. If you got a beard, if you're bald, if you got a dry scalp, scalp, if you got wet scalp, you know, it'll keep it shiny and moisturized. It'll, it'll be really good. You can try it hundred percent risk-free. If you don't love it, they will refund you in full, but they also have a ton of other stuff. They've got a ton of other stuff. So you just need to go, uh, to calderalab.com and a special offer for our listeners of the, of the tour junkies podcast. You get 20% off your first order. Uh, at, at Caldera Lab, your first Caldera Lab purchase, go into calderalab.com and use discount code TOURJUNKIES at checkout. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com and use promo code TOURJUNKIES at checkout. Uh, if you're playing golf in the sun, if you're in the sun a lot, take care of your skin. You know, don't, be a, don't be a tool you know, because it can, it can come back to bite you. And they got all kind of stuff over there at Caldera Lab. All right, Pat, let's get to the picks. Let's talk about this. You got the 9K range, 9K and above range. Obviously, the, uh, the fat golfer is leading the way. Bryson DeChambeau at 11-4, followed by Reed, another fat golfer. Webb Simpson, Hideki. Willie Z is back at 10K. Joaquin Neiman, 9,800. Jason Kokrak, Sung Jay, Bubba, Matt Wolf, and freaking Keegan Bradley. All back here, 9K Ooh. and above. We're going to give you three plays and a fade. Uh, I'll start with my fade. I, I did this last week. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to fade Sung J.M. at 9,300. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, I'm looking at these guys, and Sung J just been so up and down. He's been, you know, he's been okay. Then he's not been okay. He's been okay. He's not been okay. But he's not on Bermuda right now, which I don't, I don't love. I mean, you know, damn, we basically play on three different grasses on the PJ Tour, and we got two of them this week and he sucks on both of them but he's really good on bermuda i'm passing on sung jay that the inconsistent form having to pay for you know for that i want i want something a little better than than what sung jay's been doing lately so i'm gonna pass on sung jay at 9300 um you know 35th at the u.s open that's fine 35th at the tournament that we shall not name that's fine miscut memorial miscut at the schwab it's just kind of been weird this this you know since really March, April, I guess. I mean, he's definitely got upside, but I'm just not going to pay up for, um, for that. I'm not doing it. 
my uh, my my top play in this range at ten four is Hideki Matsuyama. The irons continue to be quite solid for Hideki. Uh, I mean, if you look at the rolling report, it's fantastic. If you look at last twenty four rounds, doesn't matter. Fantastic putting surfaces. He's opposite Sungjae. Okay, he's he sucks on Bermuda the most, and he's he actually gain strokes on Poa and just barely loses, like almost nothing on bent. Um, I I just I think you can't go wrong with Hideki. The irons have been so good. They're, they're really tough to pass up. Uh, he's actually played well here, too. T21 and T13 in two attempts. Uh, so I'm going Hideki at 10-4, and I don't care if he's popular or not. He may be one piece of chalk. I, I'm going to eat there. Uh, I'm not going to play Bryson. I'm not going to play Bryson. If you stick around for the betting show, I do have a unique way to work Bryson in, uh, to have a little Bryson exposure, not an outright. But I've got a little Bryson exposure uh, that I can talk about on the betting show. But that'll be it for me. I'm not going to play Bryson at the top price at 11.4. Um, don't just not going to do it. My next play is going to be Jason Kokrak. Uh, you know, kind of disappointed a lot of people at the U.S. Open with the missed cut coming off the victory to Charles Schwab. But you know, as frustrating as that was, I think for an event like the U.S. Open in the in the tough conditions that it is, like it's just. It's hard to weigh too much into it when a guy like him misses a cut. The irons weren't terrible at the U.S. Open. He only lost like .4 strokes on approach. His scrambling was terrible, but his scrambling is historically, that's what he sucks at. So he just, it was magnified at the U.S. Open, and I'm okay with it. Like, he's probably, I think he's going to bounce back. Uh, Maybe some people have some scar tissue from the U.S. Open, and they, you know, they kind of stay away. But, I mean, if you look at what he did before the U.S. Open, he's been on an absolute tear and now two-time winner uh, this season and two-time winner on the PGA Tour uh, in his career. He got his first two wins here. So, love Jason Kokrak this week. I'm going to go back to the well there at 95. And then I'm only doing this once. Don't let me do this, Pat. Are you paying attention? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering what you're about to say. A lot of times you check out. Last week you checked out on me. Yeah. So, you're paying attention? Kind of, I think so. Okay, start paying attention right now. Don't let me do this again. But I'm going to take Keegan again after a miscut, after two miscuts. If he misses the cut on me here, you don't let me take him again until we get to the to, until we get to the no cut event FedEx Cup playoffs. Don't let me do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But All I can't. Right. I I can't stop. I can't stop. I'm I'm Jesse and Save by the Bell with the caffeine pills. I just. I just keep pumping. <laughs> I just keep doing it. And I, it's just so attractive, you know? Uh, I mean, even with the miscut last week of the Travelers, he still gained 4.3 strokes on approach. He just, he went back to, like, early season Keegan by losing three strokes with the putter when he had actually been finding a little bit with the putter as of late. Um, I, I just can't stop it. The ball striking is too good for Keegan for me to avoid. And again, maybe a little scar tissue like Kokrak with the coming off miscuts. Maybe I get a little bit of a break. So I'm going Keegan, Kokrak, and Decky. Okay. All right. I thought I'd, you had already said one. That's why I was a little wondered, wondering what you were doing there. I thought you were adding in a, a fourth GPP play, but you didn't. Okay. Nope. Um, so there's some agreement and some disagreement here. I agree with you on Hideki. He was one of my top GPP plays. For all the reasons that you said, I love Hideki this week. I like the price at 10-4. 
you know, it, you know, the way I want to structure lineups just early on right now, I think you can fit Hideki in and got get some pretty good ones. So I do like him at 10-4. I also like Willie Z, Will Zalatoris this week. As a matter of fact, he is probably one of my favorite plays this week. I know you didn't take him, but let me just tell you, Willie Z, seventh in the field in ball striking, fourth in strokes gained approach. We know his putting is suspect, okay? That's fine. He's like now the newer version or the latest version of Kyle Morikawa. There's so many great of these all guys. around. There's just so many of them. Yeah. But can't putt. But yeah. I think I think this could be the week Willie Z gets it done. I know he burned a lot of people at the US Open. Maybe that gives us a little bit lower ownership. I don't know. But at 10K, he is one of my favorite plays this week. I actually like Sung J M and the reason I have not many good reasons to like him. But we talked about this this tournament just like the one that maybe should not be named a few weeks ago. Uh, a lot of different things can happen. I think this could be a good week for Sung J.M. You know, he's across the board. He's about average when it comes to the stats. But who knows? I just feel like this could be a Sung J.M. week. He's decent on approach. You know, decent off the tee. Good ball striker. The putting could be interesting. We'll see. Here's but at 9300 I like the price. I think we got a lot of upside out of him. I'm a, I like some Sung Jay this week. It's tough. Like I, I'm just trying to land on a fade here, and I, I you know, Sung Jay does do the. I mean, he he hits a lot of fairways, and he's been doing that even in the tough events. I was I looked at him in depth today. He's hit. He's still hitting a lot of fairways. The irons are still you know pretty good. Putting is not. Um, and I agree with you. I think he does have the upside. I think I think Sung Jay could win and make me look like an idiot. I just don't think his floor currently is as high as I would like it to be at 9,300 and with the other names and other options in here. But, but I think it's close. You know, it's not one I feel super good about. Like last week, I felt great about fading DJ as the highest priced player. And I, you know, I'm, yeah. fine, I'm still fine with that. Like, I, you know, I finished T25, whatever. Like, but I, I don't feel as good about Sungjae. I will say that. I don't feel as good about Sungjae as I did last week. Yeah, I just think Sung Jay could have a good week. And there and there's a lot you know, this this is a week too where you gotta go with a little bit of gut here, especially with um some of the lower plays. And um but I like Sung Jay. I do not like Bubba Watson though. I'm fading him at ninety two hundred. What the hell, man? What the hell, Bubba? What what are you doing on Sunday? Like what What yeah. happened? I didn't even watch it and I just heard about it today. And he like what did he go five over on his last like four or five holes? Has a you know great chance to win the tournament for the fourth time. His approach play. I mean, you look at his last twenty four rounds. He's a hundred and a hundred and one in the field when it comes to that. Ball striking's been pretty good, but he's missed a cut here twice. I'm just I'm not doing Bubba. Not doing Bubba this week. I'm out. I will say if you look at Bubba's rolling report from twenty four rounds to the last four rounds that he just played at the Travelers, he went from one hundred one, one hundred two, fifty four, and twenty ninth in the field. So he's trending down. Uh, but yeah, it was a really weird Sunday for Bubba. I don't know. I, I actually kind of feel like Bubba and Sungjae are similar there in terms of good upside. I don't, it wouldn't shock me to see Bubba win here. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Um, I definitely think, you know, last week was your better week for Bubba. We know Bubba has Bubba courses. So last week may have been the better chance for him to do that. Obviously, he did not do it. But... Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how much Bubba probably likes Detroit either. I, I would. I feel like Bubba and Detroit would not be a good mix. Maybe that's why he's missed the cut twice. I don't know why he's coming back, but 
Um, could be Ryder Cup. I don't know where he stands there. He's probably really far back in the Ryder Cup rankings. So he's probably yeah, not even close. I don't think that was quite there yet. But yeah, because we know he's uh, just, he's all about playing for his country. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we have above a week this week. I didn't think we would last week, and we did. Deep, well, we, it was okay till the very end. Yeah. Um, okay, that's it for you. Did you say everybody? Yeah, they, yeah that was it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, AK range. I don't. I don't love the AK range at all. Like it was, it was actually fairly difficult for me to nail it down. Um, I think this is a range I will not have a lot of. You got Jason Day at 8,900. You had a good showing last week. Charlie Hoffman, Ricky, mother effing Fowler at 8,700. Gary Woodland, our boy Kiz got hot. Little who lit the Kiz action on the weekend. Um, had a good week. Max Homa, Garrick Higo, Grillo pissed a lot of people off last week. Cam Tringali. Phil and Siwoo. Shout out Pat Mayo. Kim. That gum at Siwoo. By the way, did you send Siwoo his t-shirt? Yes, it is on the way to him. Sweet. Um, yeah, I yes. told you I didn't I told you I didn't feel great about Siwoo last week. Yeah. Remember you asked me yeah. about that? I've missed in 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 my one and done, the Mayo one and done, I've missed two cuts all year with guys I've picked. I can't remember the first one, <laughs> but I think it was Rory, the Masters, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then this one. This one with Siwoo. Yeah. Pissed me off. Well, he's not officially one of my picks, but I will say I'm not, uh, I- I'm not as down on Siwoo this week as I was last week. I might come around on him. I might come around on him. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, but, but officially, I guess, my two picks in this range. Let me pull it up here. Are two guys who continue to be absolute stripe shows with their iron play, strokes gain approach play. I mean, I'm telling you, that's when I'm going super. I mean, I look at that every single week, as you should too. That that stat is probably the most predictive stat on the PGA Tour. But on a week like this, where I'm not looking at a lot of stats and I'm more kind of going off form and um, and ownership and um, approach play and just can this guy win a tournament at 24 under? I think, I think the approach play matters uh, a little bit more. And I'm, despite both of these guys burning some people here recently, I'm going to start it at Emiliano Grillo at 8,200, who burned a, a, a ton he of people also, yeah. last week at the Travelers. I did not end up having shares of him last week. I don't, I don't know if I talked him up, but I didn't have any shares of him last week with the Travelers uh, miscut. He also missed a cut of the Memorial. Uh, but despite that, he continues to gain strokes on approach. The trend is is not great for him, but it's it's also still just so 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 solid. And I mean, if you look at his spring, he had a, a T twenty one at the API, sixth at Corrales, runner up at the Heritage, fourteenth at Wells Fargo, eighth at Charles Schwab. Like Grillo, Grillo is still a ball striking fiend right now. Um, and and I think again, similar to the Kokrak Keegan thing, I'm I'm going to see him burn some people and, and jump back on. I'm going to do the same thing with my next play here in the 8K range. And that's Cam Tringali at 8,100. I'm going to get back on the Cam Tringali train after the miscut last week at the Travelers. Um, he still gained strokes on approach last week despite the miscut. He barely, I, he barely missed it. Um, and his form, you know, long-term form is solid. You know, he's, he's hit a little bit of a bump here in the last few weeks, but He's still hitting the irons well. He's still, you know, it, the putter's okay, coming around a little bit. He's popping somewhat with the putter. I just, 
I think Tringali is uh, is interesting here. He's he's not known for hitting a lot of fairways, I guess, um, uh, or being like super long, but he's just kind of okay in both. Um, I don't know. I probably didn't really sell you on Cam Tringali very well there, but I just. I just he's actually finished fifth and thirtieth here. These his first two attempts here. I don't know. I think I don't love this range. So I'm probably not going to have a lot of either one of these guys. I told you that in the beginning. So if I had to pick two, that's where I'm going. We'll see how it all shakes out. My fade is going to be Garrett Higo. I, I I still think uh, you know he won the tournament that shall not be named, uh, which is great and all good and it was fine. And I think he's a talented player, but I still think he's shown after that why we just still need to maybe we wait and see a little bit. Wait and see just a touch. On Garrett Higo, yeah, he's exciting. I'm excited about the young, you know, the young kid too. He's he's cool. 8300, whatever. I, I just don't get fired up about it. He he's, he just feels like the new toy, and I think we wait and see. And he's also, uh, I wrote this down too. This is another stat. Uh, he's not Guido, you know. He's not Guido. If I'm gonna get fired up about a Euro kid, he is not. That is give true. me the Guido. I'll take the Guido right now. I'm not saying that long term. I'd rather have Guido, but. Right now, the, the fist pumps and the swag and the, you know, he's just showing me something. Guido's showing me something. So, and he's not in the field, unfortunately, but, um, but yeah, Higo is confirmed, not Guido, not the same person. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to go in the middle here of this range. And I'm like you, I'm not huge on this, this air, this range here, but, I like Gary Woodland at 8,600. You look at his stats. He's Why do we do this to field. ourselves every week with, or every other yeah, week we with do. Gary? We, Why do we do this? I just, because I want to. Didn't we just talk I about this like pain. three weeks ago? We just, had, you, we just had the conversation. I think you said it. You said, David, I don't know what to do with Gary. Or is that me? Yeah. Am I the one that I says don't I don't know, know what just to do with bring Gary? bring me the pain. Somebody the can't pain. do something with, we don't, we don't know what's going on with Gary. Maybe yeah. in the chat, tell us, who, which one of us is the one that sucks at Gary Woodland? Yeah. I well, think I, this week is I probably going to be me, but I'm playing him. Um, you look at his approach number, his ball striking number. No, I don't want to look at any of that. I don't want to look at any t- of it. Off the tee. Opportunities gained. 17th in the field. Par 5 scoring. Checks the box there. I mean, everything for Woodland sets up well this week. He's at 8,600. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, blah, blah, well, blah. it's, you know. We said it could be a crazy golf tournament. Yeah. So we'll see what oh, happens. He's only played here once and missed the cut. And then right below him, throwing out the stats this time, I'm going completely opposite. I'm just going to go with the hot hand with Kiss. 263s last week, wrapped in between two terrible rounds. And I don't, I don't get it with him. Just like Bubba. Like Kiss throws out 263s and then he can't keep it all together. Well, it's the putter. But he gets hot with the putter. Yeah, and that's which, the problem I mean, with trying to predict the putter. He gained seven strokes putting last week. I mean, I, I yeah. get it, and I do think, obviously, that's going to have to happen this week to, to finish at 24 under. You just don't know. You don't I know. Think he, yeah, I think he can have a good week. He's finished third here before. Uh, Kiz is one of those guys, too, that I think you try to get on when he's on a good run. Um, he is, I still think, even though it's an outside chance, I still think he really wants to make this Ryder Cup team and you knowing him and his confidence and everything else. I think he feels like he can, uh, talk to him a good, a good bit at Congaree and, um, he's 24th, game, he's 24th in the points right now. I'm looking at it right yeah. now. His, That's a long game, way off. He, he felt his game was coming around, especially the putter. So, and it showed last week he could have won. I mean, you, you take out two terrible rounds. Well, yeah, 
He wins that tournament easily. You take out half the golf tournament? Is that what you just said? You take out half yeah, the golf tournament right. and he wins? He was, what, he was 14 under? That's incredible analysis. Thank you. Yeah, of course you yeah. take out half the golf tournament he could win. Are you kidding yeah. me with that? Well, I mean, it's an obvious statement, but, you know, I mean, that shows you how well he was playing. I'll say all kinds right? of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows you how hot the putter got, and that's what happened. I mean, if you just look at well, it. Well, that's, that's how you happened. win golf tournaments. You get hot with the putter. That, I mean, that, but that can continue. It's not like it that just happens one week and it then can. it's gone. It can. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not – what. I told you it's a weird week, so maybe it, maybe the Kisner, I want so it. I like his, and you're going to get him low-owned. Nobody's going to just pile on and, and, and play Kiz this week just because he had two gr- good rounds last week. Part of what we're trying to do in GPPs is gain a little leverage from ownership. I think you're going to do that with both those guys in Kisner and Woodland. I mean, I could sit here and give you Hoffman, who's going to be high-owned as shit. He's got you know all the, all the ball striking, everything you want, but that's not... I mean, that's not helping you in a GPP really all that much. So, well, whatever. On, yeah. yeah, play Hoffman. Play Hoffman. That's an easy pick. Here's an easy pick. You always get I, so bent out of shape about this. Where I'm not asking for here's an a, easy here's pick. An easy, here's an easy God. pick. Fade Jason Day. I don't think Jason Day, just because he had some good rounds last week, another, this is kind of, I'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit, but... I mean, I think he's just battling a ton of injury problems, trying to battle through him. I don't think he can put four rounds together. I really don't. At least Kiz is healthy. Um, <laughs> so Jason Day fading at 8,900 all day long. Listen, and his approach play hasn't really been that great lately either. This show is all about contradictions. If people hadn't figured that out yet, that's, yeah. I mean, listen, we're veterans at this. We've been doing this six years. If you don't think, we hadn't figured out that, you know, what works best is for us to just contradict ourselves, and then that way we can claim both sides. Then I don't know what you think. We may look and sound like dummies. We're not, we're, we're not that dumb. Um, Wes Bearden says, you know, hey, look, uh, Pat, Wes is not coming at you. But he says, DB's nagging Pat about Woodland, but DB can't stop Keegan. They're like stepbrothers. Yeah, I, I, yes, I know that. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying I can't remember which one of us has an issue with Woodland. I do think... I think Pat tends to play Woodland more, and I tend to, when I play him, I always get him wrong. I think he's one of those that I, that I can't get right. Um, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yes, the, the AK range to me is just a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions in here, and I think I can save some money and have the same kind of questions <laughs> in the 7K range. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong. That sounded... Okay. You know, Ricky's probably going to win, and Woodland's going to finish second. That's what's probably going to happen. And I'm not going to have either one of them. So, there you go. Um, but, you know, we, we talk a bunch about ownership, and we talk a bunch about game theory and strategy and, you know, betting stuff and all that stuff late on Wednesday nights in the Nut Hut. It's another reason to join the Nut Hut. Every Wednesday night, usually around 8.30 or 9 p.m., we get started. You know, you got Pat, you got... Chalk Bomb Ben is in there. AC's in there. I'm in there. Um, chatting it up, mixing it up with the people. Uh, it's a great time. We usually hang out in there for at least a couple hours. Usually goes much deeper than that. But for at least a couple, answer, a couple hours, we'll answer your questions. We'll talk through some, you know, what do we think about the weather? What do we think about tea time wave advantages? What do we think about how ownership's starting to shake out? Because we record the show on a Monday night. We don't know how it's going to shake out. You know, Pat's over here talking about Charlie Hoffman being super chalk. Maybe he won't be. Um, so we don't know, but come Wednesday night, we definitely have a lot more, a lot more clarity around all that, and it's a great opportunity to get in and mix it up. 
We're having a ton of fun in the Nut Hut, meeting a lot of cool people, friendships being made, laughs are being had. It's a great time. Great community over there. So go to tourjunkies.com, click on Golby's Nut Hut, sign up. It's 10 bucks a month. You can cancel anytime you want. $90 a year. You know, it's not that much. If you're a member, you get 20% off any item that you purchase as long as you're a member in the Tour Junkie shop. We got the hoodies up. We got the Siwoo Kim t-shirts up. This fresh polo that I'm wearing right here, I can't believe we still have these left. These are the best golf polos. So you get a, you get a discount on the shop. We get our insider, Caddy, John Rathouse. He's in there giving out Caddy info. Uh, any Caddy info we get every week, we kind of pour in there and dump in there. Um, we screenshot the, the press transcripts from all the interviews that week. It's just fantastic. I don't understand how you wouldn't spend 10 bucks a month on the Nut Hut membership. Just give it a shot. Again, you can cancel anytime. Yeah. Dylan Hess, yeah, once you get in the hut, you won't cancel. That's right, you won't, but you can if you just freaking, if you just want to, if you just want to do that. Uh, but it's a great time. We have a lot of fun in there. All right, 7K range, Pat. I've let off the, the first two. I'm going to let you hit this one. Brendan Todd at 7,900 yeah. along Brendan with Doc Todd. Redman. Yeah, uh, Doc Redman, they kick it off at 7,900. You got my boy, Mav McNeely. I, tend, I'm, I am the Mav McNeely whisperer. I get him right. 7,700. Our boy, Shez, uh, Sepp Straka, another Georgia boy, 7,700. Kyle Stanley's in there. Old Kramer... Uh, Kramer Hickok, 7,600. He's in there. You got Lonto, Hadwin, Ryan Armour, past uh, champ. Or, no, not past champ, but he, what was I thinking about? Maybe last week he was past champ? I don't know. Uh, Matt Jones. Ryan Armour. What was I like thinking about? Matt Jones, 7,300. Uh, Mark Hubbard, 7,300. Your boy, Tom Lewis. I know you love him. F and Cam Davis is back, baby. Mm-hmm. Hank Lebiota, your doppelganger, is in there. He's playing good right now, 7,200. Mm-hmm. CH3, our friend CH3 at 71. Um, yeah, you got your boy, Bo Hostler. I know you were p- real proud of that call last week, your Bo Hostler play. Yeah. Uh, our boy, Joel Damon's in there. You know, you can get real fired up about Rafa Cabrera Bello, which I know you like to do. I'm not, I'm not this week. Okay. All right. Well, who you got? Who's your three favorite plays and your fade in this range? Well, you know, this is a guy that I have a hard time quitting also, and that is Lucas Glover at 7,800. I like him this week. We always know he's a fantastic ball striker, great on approach, great off the tee, also opportunities gained. He's 32nd in the field, top 20 in par 5 scoring. He's been in great recent form this whole year. Uh, So Lucas Glover at 7,800, I think this is a good week for him. I think this is a good course for him as well. May not win, but you still get upside at 7,800 from him. So I will play him. And then the next one I like is Shez Reavy at 7,600. This is a, this is a Shez reach. Uh, reach. This is a, a Shez week. Okay. God, easy for me to say. That's that triple IPA. I kind of like Shez this week too, actually. Okay. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, great ball striker. You know, pretty good off the tee. Top 10 in opportunities gained. I, I think this is a good week for him. Um, I think the... The history here is a little suspect. Yeah, he missed the cut the first time he played here. But still, you look at his form recently, it's been pretty good as well. Um, you look at his last few events, he finished uh, top 25 at the Travelers last week, T40 at the U.S. Open, T14 at the Palmetto. So I think Chez Reavy could have a really good week here at 7,600. And then dropping down, this is a little sneaky play for you. Ooh. Lower owned, I think. Ooh. Yeah, Not going to check any boxes at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. No boxes, I don't think. Okay. 
Mark Hubbard at 7,300. I like him. Let's look at his last four events. T13 last week, T57 at the Palmetto, T42 at the Memorial. Made the cut, T69 at the Charles Schwab. So the guy's just making cuts. You know, a good week last week with the top 15 finishes. He is a great putter um, in general. So I think Hubbard could be a good super low-end guy for you to play this week in GPP lineups. There's a lot of good people that I like here. I like Hank Lebiota again at 7,200. Uh, my fade, though, is going to be Patton Kazire. Done done with Kazire right now. He's at 7,400. He hasn't made a cut in um, 50,000 years. That's not true. Um, that maybe We were just talking true. about him finishing third twice in a row, like just a few weeks ago. Okay, well... After that, he sucked, okay? Yeah, he did suck after that, right when we started playing him. That's when he started yeah. sucking. Right when we started playing him, he sucked. So yeah. maybe that's when you should start playing him again. But yeah. don't like Kazire this week. Um, I will not play him. And uh, that's it. So there you go. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's a handful in here I like. I'll start at the top. I like Doc Redman. I'm going to keep riding the Doc Redman train. I'm glad to see him playing well again. Um. He didn't do great last week, I guess, but he's still his irons are back after he kind of got a little squirrely there for a little bit. This is a better course for for Doc than than a lot of you know a lot of people or than other courses he's he's been struggling on here lately. I mean, it doesn't necessarily require that he hit it a long way off the tee. He's not a big bomber, even though he's a young kid. He kind of hits a lot of fairways, and he's just kind of long enough. But I, I like seeing the irons trending the way that they are. He's also gaining strokes with the flat stick in his last six events. He's been positive in strokes game putting. A runner-up at the tournament that we shall not talk about just a few weeks ago. Uh, ninth at the Byron Nelson. Backdoor runner-up. But I've been a fan of Doc, by the way, the last, hey. since before that tournament. That was some, the tournament where I got on him. Some people prefer the backdoor. And, um, no. I mean, Matt Kuchar's made a lot of money going in the backdoors. <laughs> Byron Nelson, uh, he finished ninth there. I mean, I don't know. He's just he's showing a little bit. I like it. I like you know this spot uh-huh. for him. He's got a good hit record here. Runner up here two years ago, the first time out. T twenty one last year. I don't know. I kind of like a little Doc. Uh, he's he's tempting. Now if he's chalky, he's one that if he gets up there at like fi- if if Doc's like if we have like fifteen percent Doc, that's too much mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, I do love some Sep Straka. I'm always looking for an opportunity to play Sep Straka. I know, uh, I know AC in the, in the nut hut, uh, is as well coming off the T10 at the travelers. Sep, um, loves this place. T11, T8. I kind of feel like he's got the Bryson method of taking down this place. He's just going to bomb it and he's just going to score. He's going to feast on the par fives, but it was good to see him at the travelers gained 5.4 strokes with his irons after one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks in a row being in the negative with his irons. He found something because, I mean, you don't you don't typically see a guy go from like negative three strokes gain, negative three, negative one, negative one, negative four to then five point four positive. Like you tend to see a little slower. Something clicked for for old Sep at the Travelers. Uh, maybe it was a two week break. He, he played the, the tournament we won't talk about. Then he took a break and came back to the Travelers, maybe found a little something. And I think he comes here ready to go. And uh, and I like that. I like that for Sep. The last name I'm going to give you, we haven't seen since the Memorial, where he finished T26. He's at 7,400. He puts best on Poa and Bent, and he is Mr. Danny Willett. I'm going to play a little Danny Willett this Ooh, week. Okay. feel kind of weird about it. I don't, I'm not typically, you know, outside of betting him at 150 to 1, the year he won the Masters. I haven't really done much with him since. Um, 
I don't really know what to think about Danny, but I'm going to play him. I, he doesn't check a lot of boxes. I just, other than the putting, I guess, uh, I just see the name and I feel like Danny's, I think Danny's going to show up here. I don't know. It's, call it a gut play, maybe, if you will. Uh, so I'm going to go Danny Willett. My fade is going to be Brant Snedeker. Uh, I don't really under- love to fade Brant Snedeker. I don't like him. I mean, I don't. What's wrong with Brant? He's like a nice guy. He gives to charity and everything. Come on, man. He 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 cried when he lost the Masters, and everybody thought it was sweet. I didn't think it was sweet. I thought it was weak. Brooks wouldn't cry if he lost the Masters. Anyway, Sned's is <sighs> fine. What's wrong with Sned? I just never see the upside with Snedeker. I just don't. I don't, I don't see it with him. I mean, I get that this could be a little bit of a Snedeker course, but if we're not, if we're not, if it's not January and we're not in Hawaii or California, I just don't ever feel it. And he just doesn't do it for me. And 7,700 is a lot for a guy that doesn't do it for me. Um, you know, he, uh, yes, he, he finished T5 here, I think, a couple years ago, but he did that. He gained seven and a half strokes putting, which is what he does. I mean, obviously, I tend to not like guys who are just so putter dependent. Um, because I think that's, that's tough to do in, in his six rounds here, which is a limited sample size. He's minus 5.8 strokes gained ball striking in the six rounds. I just don't want that for a guy at 7,700. I don't want it. Give me a guy who I, I think who, I, who I'm just waiting on the putter to hit. Um, what's going on? I'm not looking, but something feels like it's this, this light came on all of a sudden. And I, I was trying to hit it to cut it off because it, it's bothering me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not on the set. Now, this is a, a big range, right? And I, I do want to throw out a couple names. I gave you my favorites for GPPs, and I think those will be good. Um, I like your Chez play. I do think this is an interesting Chez play. Another, and I like your Lebiota play. Lebiota's hot right now. I think you keep riding a hot Lebiota. Uh, I think he's feeling himself a little bit. One, he's feeling himself? Yeah, I think he's feeling himself. One name that what are come on one name that i never mention but i i guess now i'm gonna come around on him because i and i think honestly i'm better off that i don't ever play him because i typically see people disappointed but the ball striking is tempting and that's kyle stanley i I don't ever play kyle stanley but i'm looking at it man and he is Mm. and i know he's Mm. one of those that the putter is just god awful but he's he's tempting me right now He's really tempting me right now. Do you know sometimes I have to save a few plays mm, do you? for the betting for the betting show? Mm-hmm. Just because I like yeah. to I like to switch it up a little bit because yeah. that's why you should listen to betting show also. Yeah, Stanley is in there. Stanley is, is in the betting show. Who oh, to to win? I don't know if I could, I don't know if he could win. Yeah, he could win. No, that'd be weird. I mean, if Nate Lashley can win, literally anyone can win. But yeah, I, th- I feel like that would be weird. All right, uh, who are your names in the 6K? Give them to me. Who you got? All right, I got a couple here. I'm going to start with Party Marty, Martin Laird. Yes, I love Nine Martin Laird. Laird. Love him this Martin week. Martin Laird on a short course is usually a good play. And yeah. he's, he likes yeah. And this course. course, by the way, is it plays shorter than, I mean, 73-something sounds like a decent, I mean, it's, it's about average, I guess. It's not like last week that was 68, 6,900. But the par fours place, are shorter. Like the, yeah, this place plays shorter yeah. than it looks. So I like Marty Laird. You know, top 20 in ball striking and strokes gained approach. Um, t- 
top 10 in par 5 scoring. He just needs the putter to get hot. I like him there at 6,900. Another guy down here at uh, 6,700 is... Uh, now, this is a guy that I never get right. Never. And I don't know if he's a great golfer or not. Maybe not. But I like the fact that he can bomb it all over this course, I believe. And because it's pretty wide open, you do uh, the greens are small, but right. this guy can bomb it around this course, and that is Cameron Champ at 6,700. Wow, 38th in the field in ball striking, second strokes gained off the tee, 30th in opportunities gained. I think he's going to score a lot this week. Um, and he's actually played pretty well here in the past when you look at his um, his history here. He finished top 15 last year, T46 the first year, so not great, but. So Cam Champ at 6,700. I think that's a good sort of, uh, you know, low-owned, a little bit of a risky play for you there in the 6K range, but I do like them. So there you go. Those are those are my two. Don't have any, any more. Wow, that's that. not very many. Um, you know, keep in mind, I mean, when you get down here in these 6Ks and we're talking, you know, we're talking tournament plays, you know, I, I want to see, a lot of people don't know this, but we have our friend Tom that keeps up with our picks. He records our picks every week and he puts them in a spreadsheet so that we keep track of them. We have percentages of like how many have made cuts and top 25s and top 10s and wins and stuff. We've been keeping track of it for a couple of years. Tom, thank you for that, for doing that. But he, he, you know, when I look at the 6K range on Monday every week to see how our picks did, I kind of want to see a bunch of missed cuts and top 15s. Like that's what I want to see. I don't care if it's a bunch of 48ths and 54ths. And I don't care about all that. You're down here in this range. You're looking for guys with upside. And they're all going to be some risky biscuits. You know, they're all going to have that, that, that wrist muscle attached to them. And, and it's going to feel weird. And it may hit you in a unique spot. But these, you want guys that can pop. Now, Camp Champ makes me want to, you know, Makes me want to bang my head up against the wall and maybe, you know, uh, do, yeah, just hurt myself. But he does have upside. I mean, we, we've seen it. He's won twice on the PJ Tour, I think. Weak field, sorry events, but he's got upside. So that's what you need down here. You know, yes, that's what you're looking for. Uh, now, Party Marty Laird, I don't know how much upside he's got. I mean, he did just win, I guess, last year. Um, but yeah. I like the way Kevin Chappell is doing his thing. And I mentioned him a couple weeks ago. Ch- you know, Chappie, you know, if you're new to this, Kevin Chappell was a staple play back in the day when he was healthy. He's playing on a medical exemption. He's got limited starts in that medical exemption. Uh, so he's picking his spots carefully. I think this is a place that he picks and looks at and goes, I think I can do okay here. Uh, the, the ball striking has always been pretty solid for Kevin Chappell. He's coming off a couple of decent finishes, and I, I think, you know, and, and he, he knows how to win and compete on the PGA Tour. So at 6,900, I, I like Chapel. Um, I'm feeling like our boy Norlander, friend of the podcast, I feel like I want to play Henrik here. He, he likes courses that reward accuracy and precision. Um, you know, he's, he hits a lot of fairways. When the irons are on, they are really, really good. And the irons have been on the last couple of events. It all comes down to the putter for Henrik. Uh, so he is also team no putt. Um, and then I'm going to give you two more guys I do not mention almost ever. 
But you know who's a, a perfect GPP, like either miscut or has winning upside and has won on the PJ Tour before this down here, and he's actually shown a little bit of form here lately, and that is Danny Lee. Danny Lee, I knew that's what you were You knew I was going to say that? I'm staring at it right now. I was like, he's going to say Danny Lee. That's what he's going to do. I mean, it's, he's done. He has, though. He's shown a little bit. He's flashed a little bit, man. Um, it's very strange, but he's, he's done it. You know, he won the Greenbrier back in 2015, dude. That's when we were, we were starting out this whole thing. Won the Greenbrier. I'll never forget it in a playoff with Robert Streb. Uh, and I think, yes. huh? And Kiss. Yes, that's yeah. right. Uh, he has, I mean, he has not been terrible lately. He's not been terrible. Um, he's, he's actually pretty long off the tee. He can hit it pretty, pretty decent off the tee. The irons have been solid lately. I don't know. Danny Lee's just a guy that if he gets in it, he can, he can, he can go. Now I'm looking at it and his last top 10 was in, was like pre COVID, which feels like a millennium ago. Uh, it was at the Arnold Palmer in, uh, in March of 2020. That was the last top 10, but he finished 19th at the tournament that we're not going to talk about just a couple weeks ago. 21st at the Valspar. I don't know. I feel like Danny Lee's like creeping. You know, he's just kind of creeping. Weird. The last name I'm going to give you is a veteran on tour who uh, has won on the tour, who prefers courses where you don't have to be a bomber. Um, You don't have to be. His irons have been pretty good the last couple of events, and it's Vaughn Taylor. Vaughn Taylor, Augusta boy. Vaughn Taylor is about as low as I'm looking right now. It's 6,600. 52nd of that tournament we're not going to talk about. 18th at the Memorial. Miscut last week of the Travelers. But Vaughn Taylor is a name down there that I think uh, is also kind of getting me a little bit. Really weird. Really weird, I know. But just remember, it's going to be a weird week. Get ready to get weird. It's just going to be that way. So there it is. It's going to be a fun betting show. I will say that we've got, um, we've got the bets, we got the picks, we got let them hang predictions, which I mine missed last week. What was yours? Do you remember? Missed. I said Bubba was going to miss the cut. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he was leading the tournament going into the last. Yeah. Um. But we got let them hang predictions. I got a good one. I got a. I got a one I really like here. Um. And then just the tip tonight is, uh, and it's going to be me. And I'm going to, I'm going to basically, I'm going to go off on something that will help you be a better DFS player and better, better, better with an O. So there you go. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're in the YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, comment something. I don't know what you're going to comment. I didn't think about it beforehand. So now I don't know. I don't have anything, but just comment something. Tell us what you think about something. It could be, it could be anything. Tell us what you think about anything. In the comments, we appreciate it. Helps us out. Give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you've not already. Get in the Nut Hut. Join Fantasy National. Those are the things you can do to help TJ to support the show and to make yourself a better DFS player and a better, better. All that things. All those things. Pat, let's get to it. The betting show is going to be a good time. Thanks for watching. May your screens be green. See ya.